Welcome to No Bras Were Burned in the Making of This Podcast. Hi, I'm Demelza Lawless, feminist career coach, and I work with ambitious women of colour who also happen to be daughters of immigrants to self-advocate at work and with family. This podcast is about walking the line between our traditions, cultures, expectations, and getting what we want as ambitious individuals. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode eight. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here. So most of us know that setting boundaries is important. Boundaries protect us, protect our mental well-being, give us peace of mind, create space for us, help us thrive. They help us feel less stressed and overwhelmed. And the list goes on. And yet, we have a hard time implementing boundaries or holding others accountable to the boundaries we set because it feels awkward telling someone, hey, I've got these lines that I want you to see and respect and know about. And if you happen to cross one or more of them, this is going. And then you list out the consequences. Awkward, right? But why is telling someone this is challenge? This is a challenge. What comes up for you right now when you think about your own conversations on boundaries? How does it feel? Does it feel a bit shamey that you talk about your boundaries or tell someone? Does it feel confrontational? Do you feel like it makes you look too delicate or weak? Is this showing your vulnerability too much? Does this feel like it's going to backfire? So not only do we seem to struggle with letting people know with clarity that we have boundaries, we also have this innate instinct to assume that boundaries are for others, the people around us in our inner circle, outer circle and work circles. So how do you set boundaries without feeling awkward about it? I want to offer that the reason we struggle with boundaries in the first place is because we haven't applied boundaries to the one individual that matters, ourselves. And this is what I'm going to do a deep dive on today. And as always, I will have some actionable steps for you to take so that you can set boundaries confidently in your life without making it awkward. Honoring yourself in what is authentic and true, along with the openness and willingness to let others interpret your boundaries how they will, is how you can set proper boundaries and build healthy relationships. Good boundaries do and need these five things. They are created by you, for you. They protect you emotionally. They don't control other people. They are communicated with clarity and they are not an ultimatum. And when we need to set up boundaries that hit all these points for our own brain, because we know that we have the potential to be our own worst enemy. If you've ever been in or know there are certain situations that seem to create an air of self-sabotage where we can't say no 
or where you work and work something over to the point of stress and overwhelm because it has to be perfect or you second guess yourself and that ends up meaning you lost an opportunity or got overlooked or you end up giving up because you feel defeated before you even started. You needed boundaries for your brain because in those moments of self-sabotage, your brain was walking all over you and not in a good way. And here's the thing. These are very human moments and that cannot be erased from our human experience. But, and this is a very big but, we can determine how we want to think next, how we want to feel next, what we want to do next, and what we want to see happen next. And we do this by creating boundaries for ourselves. So how do we set up a boundary for me, myself, and I? There are three steps. The first is the fence. The second is the request. And the third is the consequence. Let's dive into these in detail. The fence. Imagine property lines and fences in your neighborhood or the neighborhoods around you. These are obvious physical boundaries that you're going to replicate and create for your emotional well-being by determining what you want to handle versus what you don't want to handle. And notice how I said want and not can. This is intentional because I know you. I know that you can handle more, a lot more, but 99.9% of the time, you don't want to handle all that, and you shouldn't, especially if it compromises your emotional well-being now or down the road. So what do you want to put up with? You can know this by asking yourself, what's the result you want? Why is this a big deal for you? And how do you want to feel about it? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? Let's apply these questions to your work equivalent of a Karen. What's the result you want from your interactions with Karen? You don't want to get triggered into feeling super strong emotions like anger or frustration that just ruin the rest of the day, right? Great. So why is this a big deal for you? One reason could be because at the end of the day, she doesn't matter. And I want to spend as little emotional energy on Karen as possible. Awesome. So how do you want to feel about Karen? How uncomfortable are you willing to get when you interact with her? Well, you're probably going to feel annoyed regardless, but to what degree of annoyance are you willing to get? You probably don't want to get worked up to where you can feel your breath shorten or your heart racing a little faster. Get in touch with your body signs because this will help you know when you're getting close to or crossing your boundaries. Also, creating a scale from 1 to 10 will also help here because in this situation, maybe the most you want to feel is a 4 out of 10, where you can still shrug it off, 
shrug off the interaction without damage or doing damage to the rest of your day. Then we have step two, the request. So the request is where you ask your brain to stop thinking the thoughts that put you outside the fence you've laid out. You can do this by identifying the thoughts that violate your boundaries, recognize and rehearse alternate thoughts that you can tell your brain to maintain your boundaries, and in the heat of the moment, when you're on the cuffs of violating your own boundary, use the 10-second rule and get quiet. Let's see what this looks like using the example, um, the Karen example previously mentioned. A recurring thought about interacting with Karen could be, she's going to find a way to make my life hell today. This notion fills you with dread and anxiety, riddled with anticipation that by the time any interaction happens, you've doomed yourself into an emotional puddle. Versus an alternate thought of what she says and does is a mild annoyance, nothing more. Here, you're acknowledging that she is annoying and a disruption but nothing that you can't handle, hence the mild, which gives you a sense of indifference and now this ability to shrug her off and move on productively. It's important to pre-plan and rehearse your alternate thoughts because then you can use the alternate thoughts that resonate most with you when you need them and not try to create them on the spot. And of course, when you're in the heat of the moment, when you're on the cusp of violating your own boundary, use the 10 second rule and get quiet. Literally, any thoughts that start filtering through your brain, just shut them down. Give yourself a moment to not fight yourself or Karen. And then start with your practiced alternate thought thinking for the situation. Which leads us to step three, the consequence. So the consequence is where you will intentionally lay out all the unintentional repercussions of not complying with your request. And then asking yourself, is that the result? Is that result worth it? Is allowing myself to break this boundary worth it? In the example of Karen, this could look like, I know that if I get too involved with what Karen may or may not do, I will not get my work done. And that means I need to take it home, but I don't have time at home unless I pick this back up at 10 p.m., which is now making me feel stressed and overwhelmed. Is it worth it? No. Is allowing yourself to break this boundary and letting her get under your skin to shoot your annoyance levels with Karen from a 4 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10 or even a 7 out of 10 worth it? Again, no. And the best bit about creating the fence, making the request and understanding the consequences is that no one else has to know. Because this isn't about you, because this is about you and your brain 
and clearly communicating with yourself what you're willing to tolerate and not tolerate. These boundaries are for you, so no awkward conversations needed. And once you start setting and practicing your own boundaries, setting them up and even communicating them to others becomes that much easier. Thank you so much for spending time with me and listening to No Bras Were Burned in the making of this podcast. If you love the content, be sure to leave a review and subscribe. And don't forget to share us with your network. You can find us on most major podcasting networks like Spotify, iTunes, Google, and Stitcher. Catch you next week.